Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello, this is George Edmondson with the Seed Creative Podcast. Hey. My guest host, Nicholas Coker, Nicholas. who's in the room, and we are just going on the fly today. We have just invited a bunch of random people to a Zoom call, and we have no idea what's going to happen. So join in for the fun. This could be totally awesome or a total disaster. All right, let's admit them. All right, so our first guest is going to be a Mr. Jake Forsher. I've never met Jake myself. I don't know Jake. if you have, so here we go. Come on in, Jake. Yeah, there's going to be, I think... There's going to be a bunch of people that are wanting. Yeah, there's a bunch of people wanting to join. Okay, we'll start with Jake. Well, let's let's let them all in. You want to let everybody in? Yeah, let's let them all in at once. Okay. Why is it doing that? Stop that. Howdy. Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? You hear me okay? We can hear you okay. Yeah, we are still trying to get everyone added in because there's there's a couple people trying to trying to get in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with that, man. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. We sent, uh, yeah, we sent, we sent everyone the wrong link. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. So we're just trying to get, get a couple more people in. So Jake and then Forrest Proctor. Hey Forrest, are you here? Yeah, I'm here, brother. I feel embarrassed because y'all have all these nice setups, but here I am. Bro, we got to see you, man. Yeah, come on that? in. I'm, there, I'm trying. Down at the left, there should be some sort. There it is. There he is. He's down in the dungeon, bro. Polaroid. Hey, that's dang, cool. Dang. That's like a, that's cool, a cool hat. That's a cool look. Oh, thanks, man. It was a dollar. <laughs> oh, nice. sweet. All right. Awesome. All right. So oh, who else are we waiting on? Wandering Wolf. Is that either one of y'all? That's Michael I mean, Collins. Wandering Wolf. He better be a cowboy. Michael Collins. Michael Collins. That's the astronaut. Is it? Yeah. Third guy Can on the Apollo okay? 11 mission. Yeah, you sound great. Awesome. Yeah, okay. definitely. Sweet. All right, so first things first, since we're just waiting on some other people, um, this is the Seed Creative Podcast. As y'all know, you are being recorded, both uh, video and audio. Just wanted to make sure everyone's uh, on the same page. And we have like a 40-minute time limit, so we're just going to chat for like 20 or 30 minutes or so. Um, But honestly, guys, we had a podcast scheduled, and we wanted to have my wife to come on. And uh, she just wasn't able to do it. We've got a lot too much going on. So here we are. We were like, you know what would be fun? Why don't we just put out uh, an opportunity to chat with some people in the video community and um, just see what's going on. So, uh, Jake, why don't we start with you, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. So um, congratulations on being like one of the very few people that can pronounce my last name. Apparently it's, it's difficult, but you killed it uh, on your Facebook live stream. But yeah. My name is Jake Forsher. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Um, right now I currently serve as the video production lead um, for TBK bank. Um, and I just recently got this position. I've been here for a month, but last year, I started in October, I started my own media production company. I've been doing freelance for many, many years. And it finally got to the point where I'm like, man, I need to make this official. Um, And yeah, so I would love to speak a little bit about my story whenever the time comes. um, And also hopefully get some advice on how to grow a, a small media production company. 
awesome man and then uh thank you for sharing and then so we have your name on here is epoch film but i'm assuming your name isn't epoch film if it is that's an awesome name no i thought about getting it changed a few times um but no that's not like my birth name or anything my name is force proctor i actually own a company called epic film and photography um but it can be pronounced epoch those are both oh, correct so so when oh. people say Epoch, I just let it go. I'm like, cool. You want to call it Epoch? That works for me. But uh, yeah, I do like documentary style cinematography and editing for a few different companies, um, including my own. So I'm sort of all over the place, but it's really like storytelling. I do like corporate documentaries, you know, documentaries for individuals and then for networks and stuff like that. So I'm from uh, Mississippi, South Mississippi, but my office is here in Mobile. So Oh, cool. So you're in Alabama. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too far. Fantastic. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. So, um, Jake, let's go back to you, man. You had mentioned, um, you'd mentioned you'd love an opportunity to just kind of share your story. So, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in hearing. So yeah, why don't you take it away and let us all know kind of where you started and, and where you're coming from? Yeah. So I am one of the very lucky few, maybe not amongst us, but uh, out of the, you know, billions of people on the earth who at an early age figured out what they're passionate about. Um, and man, when I was like in third, fourth grade, I just was always filming stuff on my parents' little digital camera, little Canon point and shoot, just crappy, terrible footage. But uh, that really instilled a love for, in uh, me in editing. So I've, I've always loved that. I got to high school and found an AV class, not just a club, but a whole class dedicated to that and that really um just lit a fire in me on like okay how can we do this and at that time we're primarily focusing on narrative based right. you know shorts and things like right. that um but that got the equipment in my hands that got the software in front of me and then after that um i realized okay all my friends are going to college and they're majoring in all these uh majors that focus on um, like, you know, accounting or business. And um, I didn't want to do that. I knew that I would be very unhappy if I pursued something I wasn't passionate about just to make money. Um, so I went and majored in film and we got made fun of a lot, but luckily I had a lot of support around me. Um, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, and my parents were very supportive. Um, and then right after high school, I got my job hated it was in communications it was the worst um i was stuck in a cubicle and i was just oh man i was paid hourly and it just went by really slow and that's when i was mm. like i reached out to my old film teacher and said hey how do i teach film mm. and he's like hey we're hiring so uh, i got my foot in the door and got to get some really cool experience teaching high school AV production. Uh, and keep in mind throughout this entire process, I've, I was uh, doing a lot of freelance. So I was scratching that itch. Um, and then a month ago, I actually, sorry, a few months back, I just decided I'm very unfulfilled. Like there's something missing with teaching. And I was thinking about my career and my growth. Um, and I was just thinking long-term, like, okay, what are my options? I can be a principal. I can uh, I can be a professor. Uh, and then I said, if I'm doing anything that's not revolving around film, like if I was a principal, obviously I wouldn't mm. be teaching film. If I was a professor, I would have a lot of other duties that I'd have to worry about. Would I be happy? 
And the answer was no. So then I decided to use my uh, pre-existing portfolio and reach out to companies. And uh, that was a very lengthy process. And I landed an amazing job. Um, I'm about a month in um, with a multi-billion dollar company, TBK Bank. And I'm running their video production, and it's a it's a new position that they are heavily investing in. And so I get to live everyone's dream of making an equipment list with no budget. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a dream. I so wish that I could do that, but unfortunately, I'm the one that has to pay for it all. So that's what that that's Nick Golden's job is to make a list of all the crap he wants, and my job to say no. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun it's a fun opportunity, but I also am on the other side of the coin because I do own my own media production company as well, um, Headway Media, and we are very small. Um, I have a few freelancers that I contract out to, but it used to be just me. We've had several gigs. Uh, if you check out our website, you'll see there's not a whole lot on there, maybe seven or eight uh, projects, um, but I am taking a step back and I'm kind of just being an owner and an orchestrator um, basically general managing the company um, yeah. and scheduling the shoots, but I'm having a hard time reaching out. And if you remember in December of last year, I contacted you via Facebook and you gave me excellent advice yeah. and said, reach out to the chamber of commerce. Yeah. Well, I can say I am very thankful for that. And I reached out and they were uh, very promising, but granted it's only been a couple of months um, so I haven't heard anything back from them. I've had some success with small companies, but I just wanted to get your take on um, how you guys sure. started to take off. Cause I know you had a very similar starting experience, like sure. at just at the very bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that's, that's an inspiring story for a lot of people to listen to. And that's, that's incredible that you were able to just reach back out. You said you reached back out to your teacher and that kind of gave, got your foot in the door. So man, that's really cool, and that was that was good, like good thinking on your end to be proactive in that regard. So we have someone else that wants to join the chat, so we're gonna let them in as well. So give us one second. Here we go. All right, we got someone else joining us. Who is it? We don't know. It is G D Z C M P T R. What's up? Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? All right, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pronounce that name for us, man. Actually, she says God's computer, but my name is Michael, hey. so I, I don't know how to change a name. I just sign on this. I just sign on and like, okay, I'm here. So gotcha, gotcha, man. So Michael, is that right? Yes, sir. Awesome, man. Michael, how are you today? Oh, I just figured out how to change the name. So there, let me Lord. update it. There we go. So we've already kind of done this uh, with um, with our other guests, Jake. Um, and I'm sorry, man. You're gonna have to tell me again. I know it's epic. It's up there. That's okay. It's it's forest. 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 For help me remember, Coker. All right. Awesome. What do you want me to do? Implant it in your brain. <laughs> Implant it like... in my brain. That's what I need. Forest Gump. There we go. Boom. All right. So, uh, Michael and Jason, uh, let's start with you, Michael. Man, why don't you give us like the 30 to 45 second elevator pitch of who you are, where you come from and what you do. Uh, my name is Michael Williams. I am an owner of Creative Studios in Phoenix, Arizona. And the short pitch is I teach live streaming. So I've done been doing video and media for a long time. I, I work with a lot of churches, small businesses. So we spend most of our day streaming, teaching people how to do live streaming. I still do graphic design kind of on the side, but you know, live streaming and video is life right now. So that's what I do. Absolutely. Nice. 
I have a follow-up question before we let Jason enter in. Was the live streaming stuff, uh, was that born out of the the necessity through the COVID pandemic, or was that something you were already doing? We started doing live streaming like on a, a lower scale, right, in 2009 with, with live stream before Vimeo bought it. So we were showing churches how to just do like a low budget live stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of died off up until the pandemic. But during the pandemic, that's the only way we stayed in business. I bet you exploded. Yeah. So it was my wife, my kids, you know, my wife is, you know, homeschools our kids. And then my older kids, now they work with me. But the pandemic just really elevated it. So we had to kind of step our game up, learn more about like intermediate live streaming. And so, yeah, the pandemic helped increase it but having that like pre-experience really helped us in being able to help other people absolutely yeah wow all right jason who are you where are you from what do you do man yeah so uh my name is jason vester um owner of jvs media and photo and uh yeah so um what i do is i, I try to help businesses um uh, create content for their their pages, uh, advertising. Um, really, uh, I was really in my first year of business going strong. We shot 38 um, um, commercials um, for just local businesses. I've, I've done a lot of car dealerships, whatnot. Then the pandemic hit and then uh, everything mm. just slowed down. Mm. And I started doing live streaming um, in a month and a half time. I was doing live streaming and got like 200,000 views for different businesses that I was doing there. And then I uh, got hired on uh, by an agency, uh, you know, and left the agency and became kind of a regional marketing manager. And so I, I still do the video production stuff as well as, as, as that. But um, just having both backgrounds, especially, it, it gives a good understanding of um, what businesses want and need from video production, as well as, you know, uh, just uh, understanding the creative behind things. Yeah, dude. Well, um, yeah, like I said, thank you all for, for joining in. So now we can reach back, uh, to Forrest. Um, so Forrest, why don't you give us a little bit more of a, of a, how you got started and, um, kind of what got you going, how long you, yeah. Been so my background originally is like in like music. That. I still play a lot of music. I played in multiple bands and toured and done acoustic stuff and got if you go to itunes and just type in my name which is forest and then proctor you know i got like six or seven albums on there so it really started me and my buddy in college we were like we need a music video man we need a dope music video so we went and bought a camera i think from like walmart and uh we just shot a music video cut it up and then some of my other buddies who are in bands were like hey we need a music video Heck yeah. what do you charge and i was like i don't charge it's free come on so uh I shot like yep. I shot I shot like 10 of those because I, I don't know I just did it and uh the liquor store I was working at you know I was slinging that liquor on the daily the owner was like hey we need a commercial and so uh I shot a commercial from hit for him and it just kind of snowballed and that's like eight years ago I think and um I started getting really into like the storytelling side of it because when you start you know you're into like you shoot weddings you basically shoot like music yeah. videos that's basically what you do 
And uh, it, started, it stopped being fulfilling just because there's no substance there. No, I mean, I'm shooting a wedding tomorrow, so I can't like bash weddings too hard. But I got into the storytelling side and I landed this gig doing a documentary about Jerry St. Pei about three years ago. Uh, if you don't know him, he's like the president of Ingalls for like 20 something years, but it was a big deal. You know, like he, he was looking for a filmmaker to make this documentary. So I made that. And since then, I think I've made like six or seven documentaries and they're all like short form like eight to 16 yeah, minutes yeah. long and last week was probably the biggest gig of my life um working for uh the national foundation of science with net geo working on a documentary oh, that's down awesome, here man. yeah and i got like i think i got malaria from oh, being whoa. down in the swamp because dude oh, i got whoa. these i got these bites all over my body well, con that's, uh, congrats you know. on the big gig, not yeah. congrats on malaria. Yeah, but I'm just super lucky and blessed. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, there's probably more to my story or something, but right now I'm just doing the documentaries and that's what I love, so. Yeah, I love that it sounds like most of us in this group all just kind of stumbled into it and it, it just turned into a career, but it was because we loved it. It wasn't, you know what I mean, like going into it. I mean, and obviously there's nothing wrong with it. If you know at an early age, I want to be in video, I want to go to school for this, whatever, that's fantastic. But um, there's something definitely also special about never anticipating video to be such a big, important part of your life that you can make a career out of it. And then it just kind of naturally happens. That's the same with me. I've shared my story a million times. There's no need for me to, to hash it out all over again. But um, I, I find a lot of similarities in every one of your stories that definitely correlate back to, to how I got started. All right, Michael, you're next on our list. You're our next victim. So, man, I know you shared a little bit about like the 2009 is when y'all got into it, but... Um, I guess maybe even before that, like, has video always been something that you've been interested in? Like, where, where did you really, like, where was that foundational, what was that foundational, like, experience that got you kind of into video? So, um, long, long story short, you know, 20 years ago, I had a dream I was doing graphic design. It's right when I was in college, you know, I got married young. I had a dream I got I was doing graphic design, like, literally, and I got up, I was like, I'm going to do graphic design. And my wife and my mom were like, you're crazy. You know, nobody does graphic design. You got to learn it and stuff. So I get up, I go to Word, I make a flyer, and I get a client the next day in another city, like California, nice, in the dentist's nice. office. Like, yo, I need a flyer for my dentist's office. <laughs> I'm like, I'm your man. Like, you know, I made up some old cheesy cards on the on on the on the on the computer. It was like a cheesy name, like computer designs for the Lord or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I printed them out and I made it. So I was doing graphic design for a long time. I got to work at a copy shop print shop and everybody everybody that worked at the print shop were all graphic designers so they started teaching me stuff and so at some point maybe eight or nine years in um i would always have problems with people giving me bad pictures and stuff like that and i'm like i just can't do graphic design with bad pictures like i'm trying to learn i'm trying to get better you know photoshop didn't have the tools that they have now so i, I got a pretty big boxing client right for the state of arizona they were actually one of the top promoters in arizona and we're driving down to tucson and they're like hey um, I'm just tired of, you know, paying photographers and I got to wait uh. like, like three years to get my pictures. You know, she was uh. just going off. 
and we're driving. I said, listen, shut up. There's a Best Buy right there. If you want great pictures, go in there and buy me a camera right now. So we're in a van with other people. She pulls off the freeway. They roll into to Best I didn't even know anything about cameras, right? I'm just walking in. And so I'm like, if I was smarter, I would got the best camera there. But I couldn't see. Yeah, get that one. So she bought me a Canon T3i, right? Yeah, dude, what a great camera for you to have chosen, too. Well, I, don't no, don't give me any credit. I just looked at it. I'm like, get that one right there. You know what I mean? This, yeah, that's it, was, it. That's the camera we need. It was the Lord, man. Right. We go down there, right? My first gig was for free because she bought the camera. I ended up taking like 3,000 pictures and like 29 of them were horrible because I was just acting <laughs> like I knew what I was doing. I was just pointing and shooting. Click, click. Yeah, yeah. Click, click. So I get back. I have to Photoshop them one by one because I have no idea how to use any photo software. And so that was my introductory into photography, which later turned into video. For like the first five years, I was like your last guy. I didn't even pay yeah. nothing because I didn't know yeah. you were supposed to charge for it. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm just doing this to help you out. And then people were like, I need a flyer. Oh, I'll come take a picture for you and your flyer will look amazing, you know? And then one day I was like, hey, th this is my time. Like, I got to spend gas money to get here and stuff like that. So then we started doing uh, photography and video and video seemed yeah. to work better for me. Um, yeah. not, not necessarily because I was a video editor. It just it just flowed better. I'm 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 like uh, let me look your name. I'm like Jake. I just wanted to. Oh no, not Jake. The other guy. The, the last guy that left. I wanted Forrest. to tell a story. Forrest. Yeah, I wanted to tell a little bit of story. You know, and so I started getting more into video, less into photography. I would do it every now and then. We got into live streaming, right? Which was just. I think the church mm -hmm. had like a, a JVC Moses model camera from like mm -hmm. 1903. We, we, we helped them <laughs> with that. And, um, and we started building on that. And as we, as we grew, like we didn't get to like the, you know, the mega, uh, uh, you know, live streaming, um, production company, but we did get to learn enough yeah. to be able to start telling people, Hey, okay, get this camera, you know, yeah. don't do this, get, you know, get better lighting, you know, get some better audio, you know, uh, I my my even my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is more for the budget conscious streamer. You know what sure. I mean? Ones I, so I still love videography. I would love to get into making some movies and and doing some more music videos because I, I think I like to tell a story. But that's just kind of how it, it kind of progressed into, you know, where I'm at now. My my boys helped me. You know, uh, and 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 they're like an integral part of the company. And so we have like I'm in my small little TV studio. It's not big. It seats like you know 15 or 20. But you know we rent it out to churches and people doing podcasts and commercials and stuff like that. So my progression in video was like, I really wanted to help people put out better product because yeah. they didn't know how to do it. I just became that guy. And I'm like, well, let me, okay, let me go find a videographer. And then once my client bought me a camera, which actually worked out because they ended up getting like work for HBO and ESPN and other, other bigger um, sports agencies that put us on to bigger projects and actually put us on and doing some commercials and stuff for top rank and different stuff like that. So it just came from, you know, wanting to help people, which is kind of where we're at now. We just want to help people learn live streaming because in my last sentence or last, last part of my story, in my, ex, in my, you know, experience now, a lot of people two years ago were thrown into live streaming, but they never really learned it. So now mm. two years out of it, they, they know how to like turn on the camera and maybe go to whatever software they use, but they still have no clue what they were doing because they just got promoted because nobody else was there and people were forced to do zoom meetings and they didn't really know how zoom worked and stuff, different stuff like that. So my, our goal is we just want to help people, you know, and we want to make sure that what, they know how to do what they need to do at their level. Like I'm not trying to teach you how to do something you'll never use. 
I'm trying to show you how to use your streaming, your video. When I, when I show up with the video cameras and stuff, I ask questions. Well, what do you want? Okay, cool. If, if you want something that somebody else has, that doesn't work for you. I'm pretty honest. It was like, yeah, you, you probably don't want to invest in that. It's going to cost you way too much money. It's going to take way longer. You know, I, I try to be honest with the people up front. And I think that's what helps our business sustain is that we can work with the client, right. And not hopefully create false expectations, but also not disappoint them when they get the product. So that's kind of my whole story in a nutshell. Man, that's I love your story. I love the fact that you, it, it came out of you just wanting to be helpful. And then I know you said you didn't charge anything for a long time. Um, but let me, let me say this in my, the way that I look at anything like that, when someone is doing work, you know, I see in these groups, man, especially the group that I posted and, and y'all came from, people will just get on to others that are starting out when they're saying that they're doing free work. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, man, no, like it's not free work. You just have to, you have to shift the currency to you're investing in yourself. You're learning skills and you're learning how to do things that you're leaving the expectations low because you're doing it for free but you're gaining that knowledge that now all of a sudden you can flip that switch just like you did and say, I know that I can create something of value now. And that's going to be what a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever. Um, and so I, I always try to encourage people, especially starting out. If you can do, do some projects for free, do them for free. It's totally fine. Because the expectations are they're free. So you're not like, you're not, you know, wrapping someone's money up in something and then you deliver a terrible product and then they want their money back and well, you've already spent it on your new camera you just used. You know what I mean? So I think it's very wise um, to do that. Yeah, dude, this has been great. I have all your emails now. So, um, man, it, it, I, yeah, I like it. I was going to say like, You've got my email. I've got your email. Um, you can always uh, reach out to us and, you know, maybe maybe look for other opportunities to do another uh, podcast like this in the future because they are definitely a lot of fun. Um, so that's it. I am much like Forrest. I also need to go and get my children because I have a million of them. So um, I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, Nicholas, anything to say to, to lead us out? Nope. <laughs> I don't know why I was here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but I've enjoyed listening to you all. So, all right, dude, we're out. Y'all take it easy. Look for this episode in about two weeks. Bye, y'all. Pleasure to meet y'all. See ya. Bye. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.